This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You know what feels good? What's that? A clean fridge. I got to give a kudos to my wife, Uli. On the weekend, she decided to clean the fridge out. Mm-hmm. Got rid of all the expired stuff that we're never going to use. <laughs> stuff has just it'd been tucked in the back for years. We, we got to the point, it's like a cartoon character trying to close a suitcase when we close our fridge. You know, it takes I hate two, that. two yeah. of us like pushing on the door to get it shut all the way. And then you walk away and the seal pops. <laughs> yeah, we're just stuffing stuff in there. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a new lease on life, having a clean fridge. Give really. it a try if you want to feel good about your, your situation. Scrub out the vegetable crispers. She took out all the drawers, all the shelves. Yeah, nice. Washed them all. It's like a new fridge. Mm-hmm. It's great. This made me feel better. Headline is, the average home is only completely clean for 11 days of the year. <laughs> that seems a, uh, too much. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like your house... Is a clean house, Jim? No, with two dogs. I mean, it's not as bad as kids, but there's just always fur. There's always fur. You change the beds and a dog will sneak in there. Now your bed's got fur on it. There's always fur on the ground. I'm swift, swiffering every day, it seems. Yeah. It's just nonstop. Well, you have dogs. I have kids. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like food always on the floor. Yeah. I, I don't know at what age kids learn to get the food in their mouths. And not, you know, eat like Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. <laughs> I think it's around 14. <laughs> but I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah. There's always food everywhere. There's always toys everywhere. Nobody picks up after themselves. But you're not alone. And I feel like everyone is their own worst critic when it comes to their house being dirty. Like, if you go to someone's house, they usually say, oh, don't mind the mess. And you walk in, you're like, wow, your house is way cleaner than mine. You think this is messy? Well, that's generally because they did a th- uh, like a three-minute run around crazy with their head r- cut off, like tidy up. You know, when somebody's coming over and you got 10 minutes to clean. 3% of the time, your house is completely clean. <laughs> People spend an average of six days per year cleaning and sanitizing their homes. The average person has six items perpetually on their to-do list. Vacuuming rugs, carpets, mopping floors, and laundry mm-hmm. are usually at the top. So yeah, laundry, laundry never ends. I don't even know. Like if if I had two, three kids, like it must just be laundry nonstop. Yeah, because I'm doing laundry all the time, and it's just me doing the laundry is not the problem. Folding the laundry that does suck. We yeah. get the laundry done. Yeah. And then it sits on the couch for like three days in a pile waiting to be folded. I'm also the bum who will put something in like the washing machine at 2 p.m. in the afternoon and then I'll forget about it. And uh, then the next day I'm like, oh boy. It stinks all moldy. Got to rewash it. I won't. I'll just, I'll just rock it. I'll smell a little weird for a couple that's, days. That's what that funky <laughs> smell is. I like mothballs. <laughs> so we're all in this together. If you feel like your house is never clean, you're probably right. <laughs> the Taz and Jim Podcast. Happy Talk Like a Pirate Day, everybody. We welcome to the show a couple of our favorite pirates. It's Captain Finn and the Salty Sea Dog. Nice. Oh, Prepare to be ported. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Finn, introduce us to your crew. Oh, well, myself, the allurious Captain Finn, the tenacious, the scourge of Lake Erie and the Great Lakes, as ordered. We've got the Rosie Doubloon on the tin whistle. We've got Popeye the Sailor Man celebrating his 173rd birthday today on the guitar. (laughs) Oh, happy birthday. That's right. Yeah, how how old? (laughs) 
Uh, well, I played soccer with Jesus back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mike. He was a heck of a goaltender. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, anything new? It's been a while because you guys have been uh, regular uh, guests on the show of Talk Like a Pirate oh, Day, yes. but we had that global pandemic, so we missed you for oh, a couple yeah, years. So, uh, well, that and a bunch of other nonsense, mate. <laughs> uh, we, we did, we've been very busy. We've been playing a lot of music, playing a lot of festivals. We did a lot of things during COVID. We played uh, off, offshore at Port Bruce on Canada Day during the lockdowns just to get around the rules and regulations. We're also featured on Canada's Got Talent this year. Oh. Oh, were you? Ooh, How did it right. go? Did you How guys did, make it through? Uh, let's just say it didn't go so well, mate. Uh, you can check that out. The full story is on our YouTube. But I do have a limerick I'd like to share that, that I wrote as a result. I heard Howie Mandel had a bit of a problem with oh, you guys. He, did not, he didn't like us very much. He didn't like our freedom and our guns. And I'll explain. <laughs> we were invited to be on TV. And that's when we met Howie. But he was afraid of our guns, our freedom and fun. A scared little bunny was he. <laughs> <laughs> Got so him. He, he's a germaphobe and he's a pirate. Phobe. Apparently, yes. And we, we, did, we, we did not suit his fancy at all. But but legitimately, he was nervous. Because you guys, you if you aren't picturing full-blown pirates with the hats and the scarves. And the smell. And the, and smell. the smell. Yeah, right. Then uh, you got it wrong. Because these, uh, Captain Finn and the Salty Sea Dogs, they are the real deal. <laughs> and you had some, like... Old. We had prop pistols with us. Yes, yes, we had some pistols. And we they were swords. making Howie Mandel nervous. Yeah, he, he said, he's like, well, I don't like that you're, you're armed. And I was like, don't worry, mate, mine's not loaded. At least I don't think it's loaded. <laughs> and they tried threatening to throw us off the stage before we even played a note. Howie. Oh, Unreal. Well, that's his opinion. It's not everybody's. <laughs> so have you a number to play for us here on Talk Like we've a Pirate Day? a pirate word for Talk Like a Pirate Day, and the word is booty. And booty <laughs> might have a few different meanings, you see, but in the pirate times, booty was the plunder, the treasure, whatever it would be. Sugar, molasses, hats, anything could be treasure. Now, the, but that's the thing is a lot of people grabbed booty, and it's not in the same context with us. And this is called the Pirate Smith of Bristol. Real short number for you. Ready, mates? Hi. Two, three. Oh, Smith, he was a Bristol man, a rare old sort was he. But his pistols and his cutlass heave you But his salty man, the cutthroats, he used to scare the thieves. A seaven and a hundred high and low. He swore to us no concern, he didn't give a herring. Both right or wrong, any holy show. He swore that grabbing booty was Britain's foremost duty. A pirate smith of Bristol, heave you ho. 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 He swore that grabbing booty was Britain's foremost duty. A pirate smith of Bristol, heave you ho. Now Smith he was a nobleman, and lofty was his pride. But his pistols and his cutlass, heave you ho. But he'd watch his beaten foemen jump out into the tide Cry of beggars who had nowhere else to go And hanging from his lanyards were Portuguese and Spaniards And beaten Frenchmen jumping to and fro To add upon his story, a lure in England's glory A pirate smith of Bristol, heave you ho 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 he swore that grabbing booty was Britain's foremost duty. The pirates met the Bristol. Heave you ho! Yeah! yeah. 
It's the flute that really does it. It puts it over the top. I love it all, but the flute well, the especially. Penny Whistle mate, it does a great yeah. job. Howie Mandel has oh, got it all wrong. What you a guys mistake. are fantastic. Oh, we did also want to mention that we are going to be performing at Oxford Renaissance Festival. Love October it. 13th through 15th. And we're going to be sharing the stage with the likes of the Black Murrays and the Mud Men. <laughs> Very nice. That'll be a ton of fun. If people oh, want absolutely. to find Captain Finn and the Salty Sea Dogs online, maybe book them for their next event. Ooh. How do they do it? Oh, you can find us right on the old book of faces there, mates. And you can see all of our material free of charge on YouTube, including the story of what really happened the day I Canada's Got Talent. Happy mm. Talk Like a Pirate Day. Should we end it with a big R, all of us? Count of three. Three, two, one. You may want to use sex toys that don't have Wi-Fi capabilities. <laughs> Unhackable analog <laughs> sex toys. Did you say analog? No, Al. You do whatever you want with them, but <laughs> stay away from the digital. That would be a great name for a sex toy, the analog. <laughs> I can picture it in my mind. Headline reads, maker of smart chastity cage left users' emails, passwords, and locations exposed. So there is a uh, a Wi-Fi-enabled chastity cage, which I'm trying to picture what that looks like. It's... Is it for men to it's wear? It's for men, yeah, yeah. So just picture uh, locking up a banana, you know? That's basically it. Yeah. Um, like a, an apparatus, a harness sort of deal. Yeah. What, what it's for is your partner has control, so they get to determine when. It's like the smart thermostat, right? You can use your phone to turn it on and turn it off. Sure, sure. Exactly like that. Turn it up yeah. or turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, there's a big data leak and... Uh, IP addresses, uh, passwords, email addresses were all hacked, including uh, GPS coordinates. Oh, boy. That thing's following you around everywhere you go if you're wearing it. Yeah, not good. That's something you definitely want to keep private, because imagine if you were working next to a coworker your entire life, or like, let's say three years, and all of a sudden you realize that they've been wearing one of these things the whole time at work. Would you not feel a little uncomfortable? You know what I mean? Like, if, uh, I, if I've been wearing one the whole time, would you not be like, I don't want to participate in... Because you're kind of participating in it if you're I in would, the same room. I would find it interesting, Jim, to no. find out you're wearing a chastity cage. Well, here we go! <laughs> I'd be I, disturbed. I thought I I've, heard, I've heard a beeping from time to time coming from your crotch. Does that mean low battery? That's just my cell phone. <laughs> That's my cell phone. Uh, this isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, as well, uh, ch- uh, chastity cages, uh, internet hooked up to the internet, were hacked back in 2021. A hacker took control of people's chastity cages, mm-hmm. which uh, means that you can't get out of the thing and you can't have any activity down sure. there. And they were demanding a ransom, <laughs> saying, your crotch is mine. If you want it back pay this much to this bank account by uh, midnight tonight. I hate scammers, but that's so funny having to explain that to the police. <laughs> and inevitably yeah. you get the hacksaw out and just cut it oh, off old school. you gotta be careful. The torches, maybe? I don't oh, know. Oh, you gotta be careful. Uh, so sometimes, uh, you know, the, the old-fashioned way is better. Yeah. Get yourself a deadbolt or... Uh, <laughs> 
You yeah, know? iron an iron cage, a uh, combination lock like yeah. you put on your locker. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But the Wi-Fi the technology exists. Doesn't mean you have to use it. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Subway is now selling three-inch subs thanks to inflation. What, that can't be true. What is the slider subs? It sounds like deflation to yeah. me. <laughs> uh, not in North America yet, but subway locations in Pakistan started selling uh, the mini. It's a three-inch sub. It, well, there was an outcry um, because inflation is through the roof in Pakistan, so people were saying they wanted a cheaper option. Um, Jersey Mike's apparently in North America does sell a mini sub in the U.S., but it's five inches. Okay. Man, how self-conscious are you if you're the mini at Subway then? You're only three inches? Yeah, you roll up to the urinal next to Firehead. That's like a micro. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's silly because they're like, oh, we can't afford it because of inflation. It's less sandwich. You're not paying any less. You're getting less. True. Like, like, you're not getting a discount. Just buy the normal six inch and split it with somebody or save the next for the next, save half for the next day. Three inch subs. Remember $5 foot longs? Those were the days. Yeah, that's a. I'm going to be telling, telling my grandkids about $5 foot longs. They're going to think I'm yeah. crazy. Sure, Grandpa. Back to the home. You spent <laughs> enough time outside. Why don't you try and find another little jingle there instead of that? Peacock, it's really annoying, and I'm getting sick of listening to it. Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock? I want to see your peacock. You want to see your peacock? I want to see your peacock. Time for sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy. Is Monday Night Football cursed this season, Dev? It might be. Uh, Week one, we lost Aaron Rodgers for the season. Week two, we've now lost Nick Chubb for the season. So Aaron Rodgers uh, tore his ACL against the Bills. Week one, Nick Chubb last night against the Steelers uh, suffered a really bad knee injury. He was uh, running in a play. There was a low hit. His knee kind of bent. In a way, knees aren't supposed to bend. He's already had surgery. That's how serious it was. They took him right to the hospital. They had it uh, got uh, had it taken care of, Uh, but he is done for the season. He also eight years ago had a knee injury, so this is the second time it's happened. That's going to make the recovery all that much more difficult. So. Um, uh, hopefully Nick Chubb is okay, but that was a tough blow for the Browns last night. Yeah, he's a stud running back for the Cleveland Browns, who were potentially on the way to having a great season. Browns were world beaters in week one. Uh, Week two, a little bit different. They did not look as crisp and as uh, concise as they did in week one. This was a game that was in Pittsburgh. The Steelers have actually beaten the Browns 20 times in a row at home now, so... A lesson for uh, the Devin Peacocks of the world, not to pick against the Steelers against the Browns when they're at home. But, um, you know, no, the Browns did not look good, even taking aside the Nick Chubb injury last night. They just did not look like they were at their best. Uh, credit to the Steelers. They started the game strong. The very first play from scrimmage was a uh, pick six, and the Steelers never really looked back. 26-22, final score of that one. There's two Monday nighters last night. 
Nobody taken to the hospital in the Saints-Panthers game. Maybe unless you're a Panthers fan, you're heartbroken over the 0-2 start for them. Uh, Bryce Young uh, not looking super great to start his career. He was the first overall pick for the Carolina Panthers. But if you're the New Orleans Saints, you are loving the way things are looking right now. They are 2-0 for the first time since 2013. They've got Derek Carr in at quarterback, and he has made a world of difference. The NFC South is looking like it could could be a really interesting division this year. There's the Saints, there's the Atlanta Falcons who are looking good, and your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Taz. Saints 20, Panthers 17, final score of that one last night. Thanks, Dev. I am told that the replay of Nick Chubb getting injured is not to be seen. Yeah, it's we're not going to show it. It's as bad as you can imagine. They just showed it on the big screen here in Pittsburgh and the crowd gasped. Running back for the Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb injured his knee uh, pretty badly yesterday. Jim has watched the uh, the video of the injury. You're just <laughs> you're I'm pretty bad. anxious to, for me well, to watch this video as well. I've spun the monitor around so we're ready anytime here. Uh, you know I hate this stuff. Uh, UFC fighters or kickboxers when they Shin on shin. Shin yeah. on shin, and one guy's leg just breaks and turns into rubber. Especially when they try to stand on it after. When they that, put the weight on it, that is makes the worst. my whole body shiver. Ooh, ah. yeah. The basketball players, remember the one basketball player where the bone came right oh, out? Oh, God. <laughs> Is it? It's not that. It's bad. not that bad, but I mean, you can see the knee, the knee bend in a in a very disturbing way. Okay. Uh... There's no audio, unfortunately. This is a guy with a TiVo, and he's just filming it on his cell phone. Because they didn't replay it no, on Monday Night Football. it's hard to find, football. actually. So here it is. Three, two, one. Oh! <laughs> you want to watch it again? No, no. One more, one more. Oh, man. Oh, no. Like, his, his leg... The bottom half, from knee down, is completely straight up. Yeah, yeah. And his body goes over top. goes over top of it at a ninety degree angle. It almost looks fake when you see it happen. Yeah, but when he's sitting down, like after the knee is back aligned. From what it looks oh, like. Great. No, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if it was still stuck out to the side, that oh, would be yeah. the worst thing ever. But it did pop back into, like, its joint, I think. But certainly the muscle and everything in there is damaged, yeah. and the knee itself probably, we, too. We know that a knee can bend at a 90-degree angle, <laughs> but that's only one way. Yeah. It's, uh, only thing worse is it bending to the exact the opposite, though. You know what I mean? When it if goes it was back, frontwards? Yeah, oh. but still, gnarly. He's already had the surgery, as Devin Peacock, our sports guy, mentioned, uh, wishing him as speedy a recovery as you can have after something like that happens to you. And condolences to Cleveland Browns fans who were very optimistic about the season. You never know. You know, the team could rally behind Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb and, and come out hot next week. Not to be seen. Yeah, it's we're not going to show it. It's as bad as you can imagine. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's Taz and Jim, and it is time for another round here. Taz and Jim's $10,000 secret identity. Contest sponsored by Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. Two contestants ready to go. Jim and I have assumed the identity of a famous person. 
Whoever guesses who we are is going to qualify for multiple draws for $5,000 cash. Now, how it works is you go back and forth asking yes or no questions. You can guess who we are during any one of your turns, but if you guess incorrectly, you're done. The other person wins. We've got Patrick and Guelph on the line. Hey, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. You're going up against Jeremy in Strathroy, Ontario. Jeremy? Hey, how are you guys? Good. Patrick, you're going to start. Ask us a question. Okay. Um, are you a male? No. Jeremy? Are you a, are you a singer? No. Okay. Are you a uh, athlete? No. No, Patrick, we are not an athlete. Jeremy? Um, are you an actor? No. Or actress? No. Why are you laughing? Because I'm just funny. It's just, I don't want to give too much away, but it's funny. Not an actor, but has has been in movies. Maybe as a cameo. And on TV shows. Some may say, always acting. Patrick? Okay. Um, are you a comedian then? No. no. Made love to a couple. <laughs> um, are you over 50? No. No. Patrick. Are you Canadian? Nope. Jeremy. So we know I'm a female, not necessarily not an actress, but... Not an athlete, not a comedian, not over 50, not Canadian. I've been on some stuff. Been on camera. Uh, <laughs> been on camera many times. Are you an award winner? Not, <sighs> not an EGOT winner, I don't think. Like, not Emmy, Grammy, Oscar. But I'm sure I've won many awards. In a, maybe a different field, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Emmys, though. Right? Maybe. There's a lot of categories for the Emmys. I, I, think, maybe. I think we've won some Emmys, I would guess. Okay. Who are we at um, here? Are you, to me, I believe. Okay. Um, are you like a producer? I, yeah, I think I, I produce the show that I'm on. Are you a talk show host? No. Just to clarify, never nominated for an Emmy. Never nominated? Not once. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's up? I believe it to me again. Is, um, is that Patrick? Yeah. Okay, Patrick. Are you slept with some comedians? Are you, are you okay? Are you American? Yes. Yes. Totally American. Jeremy. Are you under 30? No. No. Patrick. Um, Does your TV show play in Canada? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jeremy. Are you a reality TV star? 
<laughs> Big yes. time. Yes. Patrick. Oh, I've got nothing. Um. Reality TV star, female, over 30. Are you uh, brunette? Yes. Most of the time. Most of the time, brunette. I think natural brunette. Jeremy? Um, are you Kim Kardashian? Yes! Are you an athlete, an actor, a comedian? And people are thinking, what the hell does this person do? Which is exactly what we've been thinking for 20 years. <laughs> if you're none of those exactly. things, then why are you, why are you famous? Thinking, what do you do exactly? <laughs> but my point was, if you watch uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like how much of that reality TV stuff is staged <laughs> and scripted? So she's kind of acting Poor all right. the time. Hey, right? Class. Jeremy, congratulations. You have qualified for multiple draws for $5,000 cash. What would you do if you won that kind of money? Oh, man, probably plan my next trip for sure. Yeah, very nice. Sports time. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here. Dev, what do you think the odds are that Phil Mickelson has stopped gambling for good? Well, for good, I, there's there's got to be a chance, I'll right? I'll take those odds. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a chance. Uh, he's not betting right now. He was on uh, social media yesterday saying that as football season, you know, kind of ramps up, uh, he is not going to be participating. He's not going to be betting on football. He has uh, started to speak more and more about the uh, gambling addiction that he's uh, <laughs> come out of. Well, that only leaves 40 other sports he can gamble on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was a guy that he was partners with in some gambling adventures that wrote a book. He says Phil Mickelson wagered close to a billion dollars over his gambling career. A billion dollars over three decades. Uh, some of the details were he made 858 bets of 220 $20,000. He made over 1,100 bets of $110,000. He lost $100 million at one point. I mean, th- when he took the deal to go over to, to the Saudi League for, for the golf league, the talk was he needed, needed the, money the money because of his gambling addiction. He, in his statement, has said he was never in financial peril. He always had enough money. However, when he was talking on social media just yesterday, he was talking about how his wife, his family was saying he was withdrawn. It was causing him to act differently around his family. He credited his wife for pulling him back and helping him uh, get better, and that's why he's no longer betting on football. Well, also the fact that everybody now knows that he has a gambling problem makes it more difficult when you're a public figure to play some bets. Oh, you, you can always find a way, though, right? You can. I mean, he uh, he. There's one uh, gambling story he does deny, which was when he was on the Ryder Cup. He apparently bet on the Americans to win, or uh, so goes the story from this uh, gambling friend he had, who was later convicted, by the way, uh, that he was going to bet on the Ryder Cup to win. Uh, but he denies that he did that. Are we judging him more harshly because he's an athlete? Because Drake is actively betting half a million dollars on. Football, yeah. basketball, UFC games, on and no- TikTok, UFC fights, and nobody's nobody's like this guy's got a problem, but he's doing the exact same thing. It's different when I think, especially for golf, anyway. I mean, for football, it's just uh, that's you know uh, a gambling addiction. But when you're betting allegedly, 
uh, on golf and you're participating, that's when it starts yeah, on to the get, sport you're playing. Yeah, that is that's and golf would be an easy one. Trust me, I know how easy it is. <laughs> add a couple strokes. To add a couple strokes to your game. Oops, <laughs> that's what that's your excuse, Taz. I'm gambling. That's right. It's my <laughs> gambling addiction. Me. I'm trying to make sure that the spread is covered. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for Phil. I, I hope it sticks for him and. Uh, you know, I I do enjoy betting on football here and there, um, but I've never lost a hundred million dollars betting on football. <laughs> so uh, it sounds like it's probably a good thing that Phil's taking a little break, anyways. <coughs> we were just talking about how chilly it is to start the day off here, and both Jim and I have heard comments from our wife wives uh, over the past couple days about how the house is getting a little bit chilly mm-hmm. we got a text message here that says hey guys i'm pretty sure you just summarized every marriage ever in the history of time do you think neanderthals had their wives complaining about how cold the cave was <laughs> <laughs> probably can i start the fire no it's only <laughs> september we're not putting the fire on yet <laughs> Summer Put is on another fur. over. <laughs> Summer's over this Saturday. Hmm. That's all she wrote. Fall officially begins at the end of the week here. We, uh, we're just going through some headlines this morning. This one's crazy. I was at the air show in London a couple weeks ago, and you're looking at these, these planes. They're absolutely incredible. Um, pieces of technology especially the stealth bomber oh yeah they had the stealth bomber at the at the show and it was so quiet when it was flying you could see it if you're right under it uh, that iconic shape of the like triangle Uh with all the other little triangles on the back of it yeah yeah badass but then when it turns it virtually disappears in the sky because it's so thin which is a problem if the pilot ejects and And the government can't find their own plane. That's exactly what happened down in the United States on Sunday afternoon. Marines lost an F-35 stealth fighter in South Carolina. Pilot ejected. Uh, No word as to why he had to eject. Hopefully it wasn't by accident, like... He spilt his coffee. Yeah, you know? Trying to clean it up and then push the button. Exactly. But they're calling it a mishap. It's a mishap. He's in stable condition. Um, for more than 24 hours, they didn't know where the stealth the stealth fighter was. They were asking the public for help finding the aircraft. Like, hey, if you're out walking your dog, could you please look up and let us know if you see... Like, so, is it still in the sky? Has it crashed? What's it going on? It's still on autopilot and just cruising, right? <laughs> or could have crashed? That's what they're thinking? Maybe. Again, we don't know what the mishap that caused the ejection was, but they were asking the public to keep an eye open. Well, yesterday around 6.30 p.m., they finally announced that they found the F-35 in a debris field two hours uh, northeast of Joint Base Charleston. They say that the mishap is under investigation. Well, that's pretty much best case scenario, you know, considering like that it crashed in a field because an F-35 crashing in the middle of a town or any populated area could have been an absolute disaster and a lot harder to explain. 
Or if it was just like a ghost plane still flying, like the movie Heavy Metal, where they're, it's just flying around at night. I've just Googled how much does an F-35 cost. <laughs> you, if you've ever been at trouble in trouble with your bosses, <laughs> you'll feel better about this because I guarantee you're not in as much trouble as this guy potentially is. $100 million is the value of that plane. Well, the good news is the bosses didn't pay for it. All the American citizens did, so they just get another one. <laughs> the old taxpayers. Yeah. Oh, my God. $1.7 trillion? What's this? Yeah, it's around $100 million for that one aircraft. Crazy. Crazy. Jeez. But it works. No one could find it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. CanadaCasino.com did a survey ranking the most loved and most hated Canadian slang. Let's uh, start with the most hated. Okay. Number 10, fill your boots. This one I'm not that familiar with. Is this something you've heard people say, fill your boots? Many times. What does it mean? It's like, uh, hey, do you mind if I have uh, a piece of your cake? Yeah, fill your boots. It means go ahead. Till your heart's content? Yeah, enjoy so, it. Okay, okay. I hate that one too, then. You hate it. <laughs> Calling a bathrobe a house coat. I didn't even realize that was Canadian slang. Yeah, me neither. But it makes sense if you're walking around the house. Exactly. A bathrobe is for a person who's not bumming around all the time, but I, when I get a bathrobe on, it's a house coat because I'll wear it yeah, all day. It's not just for the bathroom. Yeah. A gong show. I like that one. That's a good, it's one of the most hated. Number eight. Newfie, the N-word. <laughs> Newfies embrace it, though. We no, met one on the we, last week. We met two That's right. guys from Newfoundland last week while we were in Godridge, and they were both calling themselves Newfies. Self-proclaimed. I don't know. Maybe we're not supposed to be using that word, but it's, uh, it's not popular, apparently, across the country. Dinged when you get... Uh, you know, find mo sure. find money. Like you get, you got to pay a fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got, got dinged, dinged by the cops just speeding the other day. Yeah, I don't mind that either. <laughs> a rink rat. I kind of like that one. Someone I, who spends their time at the skating rink. Not something I hear often. Puck bunny. I've heard many times. A Mickey for a small bottle of liquor. That's that, Canadian. Yeah, that's North American. That's American as well. Hang a Roger for making a right turn. Sure. Very similar to like a Larry, Larry. Yeah. but the, the only reason I like the Roger is if you're saying, do I go right here, right? Like when you're saying correct or yeah. something, you can kind of get is confused. It, it's right here. It's right. right. It's left here, right? Right. What? Left, yeah. right. Line up instead of a queue. Come on. Only Australians use queue. It's a lineup. That's the number two most hated Canadian slang. I get this one. Hydro instead of electricity. That one is kind of confusing because it sounds like water. In a lot of other parts of the parts of the world, and everyone hates seeing their hydro bills. True. So why would you like that word? Yeah. Most love slang terms in Canada. Keener. Love that one too. Both because <laughs> it can be positive and negative. If somebody is a suck up or a nerd. You're real keener. Nice it? What is this? I've never even seen this one. Never heard of that one too. This must be new. Are we too old? Way to tell somebody to be quiet or stop talking. Number eight most Sounds popular German. Canadian slang, snowbirds, people who head south during the winter to escape the cold. That's good. That's a good description. I like it. The Molson muscle at number seven. Eh. 
when you have a no, big, nobody says that. That's like something boiler. you hear once and you go, huh, and then you never need to hear again. The peg, the nickname for Winnipeg, is oh. at number six. <laughs> pegging, which, sure, which means else. visiting Winnipeg. <laughs> hey, you want to go pegging this weekend, Jim? <laughs> It's going to take a while. <laughs> what? Visit Winnipeg. What did you think I was talking about? Out for a rip. Here we go. Yeah, now classic. we're cooking. Go for a drive or hang out with friends. Go out for a rip. A 2-4. Yeah. Thank you, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Case of 24 beers. Fourth most popular Canadian slang. Jesus Murphy. Yep. We'll thank the Newfies for that one as well. You can avoid uh, going to hell if you say Jesus Murphy instead of <laughs> JC, right? Yeah. Uh, darts as slang for a cigarette. I'm surprised people like that because I hear a lot of people complain. Like, they don't like the sound of that. It or does sound dirtier if you're smoking a dart, dart as yeah. opposed to having a cigarette. Mm-hmm. But still, saying dart is going to get you in less trouble than using the British slang yeah, for so a cigarette. Yeah, let's not go there. And number one, most loved slang Canadian term. This is a good one, eh? What's that? Hey. Oh. Hey. That is. That's our staple. Yeah. We got to embrace it. It's uh, one that we're known for around the world. So lean into the A. Apparently, people love it. 100% of people asked said they love A. (laughs)